Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. It's time for Grilling at the Green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores the golfing lifestyle and tries to keep it in the short grass for the hackers, dew sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff. Just open up the door and let's take good times in. Hey everybody, welcome to Grilling at the Green here in Portland on AM860, The Answer on the Golf News Network, uh, KSEY in Texas, uh, WEEU in Pennsylvania. Those are the ones I can only remember, so, you know, bear with me on that. But this is a show, as you know, where we talk to the really interesting and fun people in the world of golf, and this segment is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended. And if you listen to this show and if you listen to my barbecue show for the first time ever, starting next week, we're going to have some special codes for you because Painted Hills just revamped their whole online store. And so they hadn't done much of that, but now they are. And so for my listeners and on the uh, podcast versions, you're going to get a discount if you buy their product. So listen up for that starting next week. Well, today we're very fortunate. We've got Kenzie Wright with us. I like to call her Ken's, but I don't know. She never told me any different. But um, Kenzie is working her way up to get on the LPGA tour. And uh, she is uh, from, are you originally from Frisco? Yes, originally from Frisco. Okay, yeah. Frisco, Texas, not San Francisco, folks. And then she <laughs> she's uh, played for Roll Tide. Yep. Oh yeah, Roll Tide. <laughs> okay, Roll Tide. And now she's working her way back up, or working her way up to um, to the the big tour on the LPGA. And as you know, the show is a big supporter of LPGA events and players. Um, and you just was last week or the week before your first Epson event. Last week, our first one down in Winter Haven, Florida. So put us in a beautiful spot for the first week. <laughs> oh, excellent. Excellent. So I want to talk about your, your journey, Kenzie. Um, did your family play golf when you were little? Was it a family thing? We kind of get the obvious questions out of the way before we go really off the rails. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I um, So we actually lived on a golf course. It was, it, nothing fancy, just this plantation golf course in Frisco. Mm-hmm. and uh lived on the 18th hole and i would see my my dad played my grandpa played uncle played cousin played all them and um and i tried like every sport whenever i was little and i just wasn't very good at anything <laughs> and, and so i saw i actually saw a high school tournament go by and i was probably i guess i was 7 at this point and i saw a high school tournament walk by and i was like oh like they're like cuz in, in my mind at that you know at that age i just thought it was for older people you know i sure I it was for for younger people and I was like oh well they're playing it so I could probably play too and so I told my dad you know wanted to you know see if I could get into golf and they took me down to join one of the junior camps and and that's kind of where it started (laughs) did he um 
I, I mean, we've talked to a lot of people in the years we've been doing this show. A lot of them were like, well, he cut off a, a seven iron for me and made it fit. Did, did your dad do that? Or did he actually find you some junior size clubs? I think I, I started out with, I'm sure I started out with some clubs like that, but I, I got my first junior set. I'm pretty sure not too long, long after that, yeah. but I know it was only like a, I didn't even have a driver. It was like a three wood and a seven iron and a putter. I'm pretty sure like, yep. it wasn't yep. like a, <laughs> wasn't anything fancy. That's kind of standard <laughs> issue, little kid stuff there, you know, in those bags. Exactly. When, when you, after you started to play and you obviously had some success and some inspiration and you must've played well at some point because we talked to a lot of people that, that if they didn't play well, they quit and then they came back and then they, you know, it's this up and down and that's just what golf is, but you must've had some continuing success, especially to play for Alabama as you were yeah. going through school. Yeah, definitely. Well, kind of a funny story is literally this was like my first month of ever playing golf. Um, the, uh, of course, you know, I heard from all the kids that I was, you know, playing with in the junior camps that the big tournament was the U S kids world championship. And I was like, Oh, well, I can qualify for that. And my mom was like, okay, well, it's really hard. Cause she's thinking, you know, like I've only been playing golf for like a month or two at this point. And she's like, well, it's really hard. So, you know, if you qualify, we'll get you a dog. And I was like, yeah, I'm all over it. So I ended up shooting 37 in the nine hole qualifier and qualified for the world championship. This was like three months after I started playing golf. So I'm definitely motivated by oh, yeah. <laughs> outside, outside things, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, I kind of had, you know, early success, I guess, if you want to call it. I mean, sure. Um, but I just kind of fell in love with that feeling of chasing, you know, playing well and chasing winning tournaments and um, fell in love with that really early. That that's just kind of always been my, my yeah. kind of life. Did you play on the high school team too? So I went to like a really tiny private school. Um, uh -huh. So I actually played on a homeschool team. So we played all the JV tournaments. Um, so that was, that was an interesting, <laughs> interesting process, but, um, but yeah, so I played, um, I think I played on that for two years and then otherwise I just played, you know, like they, they had the TJGT, the sure. Texas junior golf tour, AJGA, all that, all that stuff. So I was really lucky that my, my parents were super supportive with, just traveling me, you know, we're traveling oh, yeah. me around and taking me to all these places. So there's a lot of good players that came out of that Texas uh, junior league, Definitely. you know, and on the PGA, you know, you got Jordan and you got Scotty and you got all these guys. And uh, there's a, there's a lot of lady golfers. There's a lot of um, history with women's golf in Texas mm -hmm. too. You know, when Absolutely. you looking at the, at the foundations and the starting, um, how should I say, the founding members of the LPGA and that, a lot of that came out of that Texas kind of central and southern area. It's You mm -hmm. got a lot of history there, kid. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's it's really cool. Oh, that's, that's so good. So were you nervous when you played on your first uh, Epson? You were on Symmetra for a while, weren't you? And then... So, so I turned pro in 20, 2021, that, that may, so I graduated, I, I took my fifth year because of COVID uh -huh. and then, um, turned pro pretty much right after and actually won my first professional event at the Texas Women's Open. So it's kind of a, you know, good way to start. Oh, <laughs> sure. But um, so, so played there and then I played on the women's all pro tour um, that summer um because since you know q school obviously doesn't start till august so um just got some 
you know, kind of reps in of playing for money and playing under that different type of pressure. But so I, I didn't play great, made it through stage one of Q school um, and then didn't play great at stage two. So I had a kind of minimal um, absentee status for my first year. Sure. So my first event wasn't until um, Garden City, Kansas, which was in May um, of last year. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty nerve wracking, especially cause that, that tournament, um, they had the first reshuffle right after that event. So it's kind of like, you know, especially for me, if I played well, I, that meant if, you know, I could play the rest of the season pretty much. And if I didn't right. play well, then well, I'd get reshuffled down and probably my chances of playing would be pretty slim. Um, so playing that one was kind of, it was already like nervous. Cause I was like my first Epson event and then adding on the pressure of, oh, well, I got to play pretty good to even have a job for the rest yeah. of the rest of the summer. Um, so ended up making the cut there and was able to get reshuffled back up um, to, to get into the rest of the event. So it was, it was oh, nerve wracking. It was good. So good for you. It's yeah, it is a little different when you, this is real. This is your job now. This is, you know, you are the employee, the boss, the everything, and it all sits on your shoulders for the most part. And, you know, if you, if you skirt that putt or something and you go, ah, geez, you know, like that, it's, we've seen it hundreds of thousands of times out there. And I always feel for those folks that if they do that, but that has really got to send the shivers down your spine once in a while. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. And just trying not to think, you know, when you're over a putt, you're especially, you know, my biggest kind of learning curve last year was, you know, I, to be completely honest with you, like my, we just don't have a ton of money. And so it's kind of like everything that I make just goes right back into you oh, know, yeah. my golf fund. And, and uh, so that was kind of a, the hard thing to deal with last summer. Cause you know, money runs out pretty quickly when you're on the road and, and then, you know, you get to a tournament and you're like, well, I kind of need to make the cut here to make some money. And then you just start thinking about that cut number instead of worrying about winning or, you know, top 10, whatever. And you start thinking about that cut number. Well, of course you're always going to be around the cut number. So it's just that, that different, um, different pressure that you just never really experience in junior golf or college golf even because college, you know, you have one bad day, and but you can come back tomorrow and have a good one. And it's like, no worries, you know, yeah, it's like, absolutely. Whereas here, it's your, you're playing to be able to play the next week. So, <laughs> yep, absolutely. We're going to take a break. We're talking with Kenzie Wright, who's playing on the Epson tour now with the goal being on to um, arrive and make her debut on the big LPGA tour as soon as she can. But we're going to step away for a minute and be right back. Please stay with us. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. If you'd like to contact us, you can go to excuse me, our Facebook page, which is Grilling at the Green. It's the same on Twitter. Um, we have a website, of course, grilling at the green.net. You can just email us at info at grilling at the green.net, or you can send me a carrier pigeon. And if it actually makes it and I don't barbecue it, I'll write you back. So we're talking with Kenzie Wright today. <laughs> I have a, I have another show I do called barbecue nation, which is syndicated. And, okay. and so when you hear the food references from me, that's what that means. Okay. Perfect. 
I need to listen to that. <laughs> Although I have not barbecued a pigeon. I, I have not done that yet. So okay. yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. Kind of, yeah, kind yeah. Of, yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway. So when you, when you went to uh, the Epson event, like last week or whenever it was, what was your first thought when you step out of the car? You know, I, I know your boyfriend, I think he caddies for you. Uh, if I, yes. if I read my information, right. And your mom's a big <laughs> yes. supporter and all that, yes. but what's your first thought when you set foot on those grounds after, you know, practice rounds are over, you've got all your swag bag, you got all that stuff, but today's the day you got to really tee it up, you know, not hit it in the pucker brush or something, but what are you thinking? I mean, <laughs> you're trying not to get in your own way in that situation. You know, that's, yeah. that's kind of my biggest goal is to let all the other stuff kind of go out of your mind and just, you know, only focus on one shot at a time. Cause sure. it's, it's really easy to get caught up in, you know, like perfect example of my first day I played well on the front and then I had, I had a stretch of five bogeys in a row, which I don't think I've done in like years and it's so easy to, cause I, I just wasn't putting great. My speed wasn't great. And, and I caught myself like, you know, I'd get over a putt and I'd be like, oh, well the last one I blew by six feet. So I better, you know, watch the speed here. And then I'd get it halfway there. So it's like those, those types of things. It's like, you just have to look at each shot, you know, as it is in front of you. Sure. And, and that's, it's so hard to do, but, but, you know, when you get to the golf course, you have to just be like, okay what's my first tee shot? Cause that's all I need to worry about right now. You can't right. worry about it, especially on, I, that, that's another thing that I had to learn on Epson because they have those big leaderboards everywhere, but it's like, the, you know, top five and then cut line. And it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's like right <laughs> in front of your face on every other hole. It's like kind of yeah. hard not to focus on that, but you can't, you just, you just have to, you know, think of one shot at a time because there's nothing you can do about the one that happened before and you can't do about the one coming up. So you just gotta, you, you mentioned in the present. You mentioned putting, Kenzie. Um, did it take you a while to, um, from when you were playing for Alabama, the speed of the greens in the college versus the pros? Was there a big difference for you and in, in, in the learning curve to learn to putt on that? I think the biggest thing I had to kind of change to is we play a lot more up north. And like our big stretches are like New York, Michigan and stuff like that. And the greens, the, I feel like the greens on Epson stay very consistent throughout the whole week. Um, but it's just different grass that I'm used to. And, um, and so just kind of having to adjust week by week to, you know, whatever, whatever course we're going to, it's like, okay, well, you know, the grass is a little bit thicker here. So it's going to roll up a little, little bit different. Whereas like on, in college, it's like, we'd have, you know, two weeks to prepare for a tournament. And our coaches are like, you know, well, last year at this tournament, they were rolling pretty fast. And here we can simulate that on the practice screen and, mm -hmm. you know, try to figure out ways to kind of practice before we even get to the tournament. Whereas like here, it's like, you're all, you're on your, like last year I was on my own, you know, had no idea what to expect. So it's kind of like, you know, you get to the tournament and you're like, oh, this is totally different grass than what I'm used to. So um, I, I would say the difference, you know, a little bit difference in preparing, but also, you know, I just think that they stay so much more consistent and they're they're a lot firmer and faster, I believe, you know, on the professional level rather than college level. I'll tell you, I've played in some media events mm -hmm. uh, prior to like the Portland Classic, which yes. is, you know, here in uh, September. And it is 
completely different for the amateur golfer to step on those greens and you just kind of touch it and it goes like 400 yards, you know, <laughs> and, and you're not used to that because, you know, you play at your local course or wherever you play and they, everybody keeps their courses up around here. I, I live in Oregon and, well, you know, it's very green where I live and it's all that, but they're not that fast compared to a tournament. And I've played both for uh, PGA tour stuff, Winco and LPGA stuff. And I'm like, boy, you better have your act together. You can't just be like, you know, shooting from the hip on these deals. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and yeah. especially, you know, on the PGA and LPGA level, it's like, you know, that's, that's that course's, you know, week, you know, to yeah. kind of show off what they have. So they, they definitely go all out. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. And the different types of grasses, <clears throat> you know, we got, we get some Poana up here and mm -hmm. stuff like that, which I don't think you guys get that in Texas, but very rarely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, there's a lot to that, you know, folks, when you hear the commentators on TV, TV blathering on about this grass and this grass, and it doesn't mean anything to you. If you play in different parts of the country, you get an education very quickly. That's, that's been my experience. What's the most fun you've had so far? We've got about a minute and a half before we got to go to break. So what's the most yeah. fun you've had so far on your adventure? Easily Harris, Michigan. It's, I don't know if you've ever been up there, but it's in the, the upper peninsula of Michigan. It's middle of nowhere. Um, the golf course it's everyone stays at the resort it's like a it's a casino slash resort sure. everyone stays there the course you just walk out of your hotel room and it's it's right there so you know there, you don't have to drive anywhere and that had to be like the most fun week that I had last year it was just it was awesome <laughs> it was yeah. so much fun. did you win more at the blackjack table or on the on the course <laughs> Actually, actually that week on the course, because uh, I was not very smart with my blackjack winnings. So <laughs> I got it. I've since learned to sit on my winnings. So <laughs> there you go. Now, now you're getting it, Ken's. Now exactly. you're getting it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I spent a little time in my life many years ago as a semi-professional gambler. And you, you got a big stack of money at, you know, 10 o'clock at night and if you're smart, you'll have that same stack in the morning. Yep. But I wasn't ever that smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to do. It's yeah. It, it was much smaller in the morning. Let me say that. Anyway, Kenzie Wright and I are going to be back here. We're going to talk more about her career on Grilling at the Green, but we've got to take a quick break, get some messages in there, and we will be right back. everybody it's jt and this is a special version of grilling at the green grilling at the green is brought to you in part by painted hills natural beef beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends that's painted hills natural beef welcome back to grilling at the green i'm jt and we'd like to again thank the folks at painted hills natural beef 
Beef, you can actually be very proud to serve your family and friends, and you can find them online at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. And we will have some fun things for you starting next week with uh, a promotion for Painted Hills that are is only for our listeners on this show and the barbecue show. So we did that. And also like to thank John Breaker and his crew up at Birdie Ball. If you've never practiced with a Birdie Ball and you live like places like I do where it's inclement weather uh, for most of the wintertime, I would suggest you take a hard look at birdie ball. They look like a napkin ring. They fly and weigh as much as a golf ball, but they'll only go about 40 yards. And in really crummy weather, you can see me on my back porch, which has a big overhang or on the deck, hitting them out in the yard. And they don't rot either. They can stay out there all winter because I did my own test on that. Anyway, go to birdieball.com and you can uh, find out more about that. Also, Golf News Net. Uh, Grilling at the Green is a proud member of the Golf News Net team and the iHeart uh, Radio. It, we have our own channel there. It's 24-7 golf, seven days a week. It's Golf News Net Radio on iHeart, and we're part of that. So go, Ryan. Go Grilling at the Green. We're talking with Kenzie Wright today. Kenzie's making her way up the ranks to make it on tour at the LPGA, the big tour. And uh, we might see her out in Portland one of these days. That would be cool. To, to see out there Absolutely. uh if you if you get out here i'll take you to dinner you and your okay your boyfriend and your mom or whoever there's some great places to eat around columbia edgewater in fact i'm playing at columbia edgewater next month in a benefit tournament so i'll give you a report of how yeah, the, yeah, yeah. how everything's know. shaping up there anyway <laughs> when you did let me ask you this way kins when you sat down and you decided you were going to try to make the tour did you have to have a big family meeting and say mom dad uh i don't know what your boyfriend's name is but he was probably included and you said <laughs> this is what i want to do and you know i want your support i'm sure they gave it to you but i've noticed in talking to people over the years that there always seems to be that one kind of family confab where they have to really throw their hat in the ring and go for it. it well, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I mean, I, I've always known that I wanted to, you know, play on the LPGA tour and that's been my goal for forever. So, you know, probably not an official sit down meeting, but definitely um, we've definitely, you know, talked about it, you know, but whenever I was in college and, um, you know, trying to figure out what's the best way to, it, well, and especially with COVID, it kind of threw a wrench in everything. Cause, you know, with having to yeah, go yeah. to school late and all that stuff, but um, you know, definitely had a, you know, little, little meeting of like, okay, well, this is, this is what I'm going to do, you know, trying to figure out, you know, cause at the, I had no idea how to do anything as far as, you know, getting sponsors or, you know, mm -hmm. like you get an agent cause you see all these girls with agents and, and uh, so it's kind of like, you know, at that time I was kind of clueless on all that stuff. So I was lucky to have, you know, a couple of friends that knew all that already that kind of helped me out with that stuff. But, you know, as far as my parents go, you know, they, they're, pretty much my huge like financial help sure so, well, you know, for them it's a huge commitment as well so um yeah just to have their support with all of this has been has been great but yeah. being a parent i know that comes with the job you know <laughs> you got the kid you got the checkbook let's go you know yeah, that exactly. Type of thing. <laughs> so. that's exactly what my parents say <laughs> exactly yeah it, it's all it's all good um when you you talked about it a second ago, getting an agent and stuff. Do, does the the PGA or the LPGA, sorry, through the various levels of tour, do they give you a list and say, "Here's all the sports agents for women's golf"? You want to? They give you any contact, or you just kind of 
Well, I, I definitely have seen it somewhere. I, <laughs> um, I know it's, it's somewhere out there in the LPGA portal. Sure. Um, like I said, I know I've seen it, but, um, you know, I, I know a lot of girls that just do it on their own that are on LPGA. There's, you know, obviously quite a few that do have agents, but, um, there is a list out there somewhere. I just, you know, haven't really had a reason to, <laughs> to yeah. put it down, but I know I've seen it before, but yeah, they, they definitely have a list. <laughs> I know that a lot of companies, uh, I've done it here with this show. They will be glad to provide you with clubs and balls and gloves and hats and, rain gear, whatever you need, but they're always a little short on it and through no far, fault of their own because it's their business model, but they don't, when you're first getting started, they don't really like to write you a, you know, a $40,000 check for the year. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's kind of been, you know, you can easily get, you know, a, a few little items here and there from companies, but you know, it's, it's hard to, it, it's, I think the hardest thing is for them to see what, you know, they're, um, what they kind of get from the deal. Cause sure. I, I feel like I, you know, with, cause I have th three or four sponsors now. I just got, um, a couple more of this, you know, this past year, but, um, just talking to them, I feel like I've kind of gotten where they understand that, Hey, I can help you all out a lot more too. We play pro-ams, you know, I have, um, one sponsor franchise with Rudy and he franchises, um, companies. And mm -hmm. I told him, I was like, I'm playing pro-ams every single week. And like, I can hand out your business. Like if they have a business that they would be interested in franchising, it's like, Hey, I can help both of y'all out. You know, it's yeah. not just, so it's, you know, the, trying to, for companies to understand that it, it, it can help them out too. It's not just slap a logo and then you'll never hear from me again. You know, it's right. Write me a check. You know, it's like, and I know a lot of other girls do too, is, you know, they have to show them that it's worth it and that what they can get from it as well. So, you know, those pro-ams, I've played in a few over yeah. the years um, before they ran me off. But, um, you know, it's <laughs> that is a great way to what's the old term network. Yeah. And especially with the advent of, you know, social media and all the different platforms over the plat fast past few years. I just learned to talk this morning and um <laughs> You know, you can do stuff right there. You can post while you're on the course. You can, you know, here's John, the president of, uh, you know, um, Frisco Brickworks or whatever it is. And you can do that. Mm -hmm. And it seems to me that a lot of the beginning sponsorships now, not only in golf, but in other sports and in other, well, like in my other business, my barbecue business and that show, uh, the more you do that, the more they're likely to push you up the ladder as far as, you know, what you, their sponsorship for you is worth to them. Mm -hmm. That's a really long way winded way of saying, you know, you just got to do stuff for them and then they're happy. Yeah, so, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, and I know, I can't remember who said it, but at our tournament last week, it was like, what other sport or job or, you know, opportunity do you have to meet these CEOs of companies? It's like yeah. golf is so unique in that, especially in professional golf. It's like, we have the opportunity to meet with, I mean, just like last week, our big sponsor for the tournament was Florida's natural and their CEOs were out there. It's like, mm -hmm. you, you know, you would have to, if, if I just were, you know, wanted to go get a job, you know, it's, it, you kind of have to work your way through the ranks, but we have a very unique opportunity where we can talk to them and, you know, get to know them. And it's just, it's really cool. So, well, and sometimes those there's hundreds and hundreds of stories about it, but mm -hmm. 
you know, I think one of the most famous ones was Gary McCord getting a sponsorship from Lawrence Welk 400 years ago. Uh, now it lasted a couple of years and McCord didn't really win anything. So, you know, but he was a fun guy. So that's yeah. why it lasted. But I think, you know, if you have a develop a good relationship with a, a, a corporate CEO or VP or something, you know, they might personally support you too, because it's happened yeah. many times. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they kind of say, hey, Ken's, what would it take? What, you know, your entry fees aren't huge numbers, but it's the travel, the accommodations, the practice, the that. And, you know, they might cut you a check for 25000 or $30,000, which would really help. Yeah. Not just you, but anybody in your situation would do that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well, we'll work on that for you, kid. Perfect. We'll, Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. What does your boyfriend think of all this? I mean, the relationship thing aside, but if he's your caddy, sometimes that's got to kind of be like, I want to hit a seven. He's saying, no, hit a soft eight or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he always says, you know, it makes, you know, if we ever have a disagreement on the course, it makes dinner a little more awkward, but yeah, you know, we're really good about separating, you know, what happens on the course. And we, we, you know, we have a rule that, you know, once we leave the course, it's like, okay, we're done. And we're back to being, you know, normal and yeah, like a regular couple as much as we can be. But um, yeah, he, <laughs> he's been giving me a lot of crap because I, the first few tournaments because of spring break going on, the hotelers are just insane. So I've had to do host housing, but I can't bring uh, anyone else with me to do. Right. Host housing. So um, it's actually cheaper um, to do it by myself. And I, for the first two events, I'm hiring another caddy. So he's having to stay at home the first few events, which is a little weird because we're, you know, like the last two years, we've been so used to traveling together and sure and caddying for me. And um, yeah, I've, I've gotten a lot of crap from him the last few years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting fired. <laughs> oh, that's but, no, it's um, that's, you know, unfortunately, that's kind of part of it. It was trying to, you know, pinch pennies wherever you can. Um, I'll tell you the story of how Kinsey and I met, which is not much to it, but it's kind of fun. Uh, right after this, you're listening to Grilling at the Green. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to uh, Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. Uh, before we get back and chat with Kenzie, here is Bruce Furman and our tip of the week, or as I have it on my uh, run sheet here, it says tip o week. I don't know if we're going to tip over or not. Anyway, here's Bruce. Hi, this is Bruce Furman. I'm the director of instruction out at Langan Farms, and I'm going to give you a tip today on how to practice. When I practice my own game, I keep notes every time I practice. I put them in my smartphone, and, and I have a constant list and, and a lot of things I do the same, but every once in a while I'll be practicing, I'll feel this or that. I always write that down so I have my notes to look at. And, and I, of course, understand my swing. And a lot of players, average players, have really no clue about their own swing. They, they listen to cliches from their playing partners like keep your head down, swing easy, left arm straight, those kind of cliches. But they don't really understand their own golf swing. So you should take a lesson from a from a good teaching professional and really understand your swing and then that teacher should give you certain drills and ways to practice and the drills are designed for your swing and your problems so then when you practice whatever little time you have 
you know, practicing that that's making some difference in your game and you're not just guessing and listening to your buddies or, or there's a lot of information on the internet, but most of it's not good for your game. So you got to be careful when you listen to those things. So, so understand your swing, learn how to practice, do the right drills, and you'll get better even with limited amount of time to practice. So I hope that helps. Thank you, Bruce. We appreciate that. Folks, you can check in uh, Langdon Farms website. And go to instruction, and it's got a drop-down menu, and there is a nice picture of Bruce because he is the director of instruction there. And Bruce uh, was the director of instruction for years at Pumpkin Ridge and down in Tyler, Texas, all kinds of places. So he's a great guy. Um, Also, we'd like to thank the folks at Birdie Ball again for supporting this show, John Breaker and his family back in Colorado. So we're talking with uh, Kenzie here, who is going to stick around for after hours. She has no idea what she's gotten into on that deal. (laughs) And um, where do you see yourself if all things go, I'll even say 95% the way you want them. Mm -hmm. uh, Where do you see yourself in four or five years? You know, my, my biggest goal is to be on the LPGA. So, you know, four or five years down the road, I'm playing on the LPGA, you know, hopefully celebrating a, a win or two, but definitely, you know, that's my big goal is to, is to play on the LPGA. And, um, I Monday qualified for, um, the event in Arkansas last, um, October. And that really just solidified for me that that's where I want to be. And that's my big goal. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do those Monday qualifiers kind of give you more of the jitters than if you've been a, you know, a sponsor exemption or you already are on the money list and you get there uh monday's got to be like oh jesus it's monday again ah yeah yeah it was so that was like my i want to say second or third monday qualifier to do and they're tough i mean you just you you go into the day knowing you have to shoot you know at least at least three under to have a chance you know of course some days you know play harder whatever but yes you you go into the day knowing you have to play lights out and it's like, if you make one mistake, you try not to freak out, but you know, that day I, everything, you know, kind of came together and I stayed out of my own way and <laughs> kind of all clicked, but, um, but yeah, those things are scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They would be for me. I'd be just like, can't we just go to Tuesday and be done with it? You know, just... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'll just skip all that. Just let me play in the tournament. <laughs> so I was going to tell everybody how Kinsey and I met. I, I started seeing some posts from her on Twitter. And and she's got other platforms too, but I'm kind of a chief twit and bottle washer around here and chief twit part at least. But <laughs> so I, I friended her because I friend a lot of golfers, you know, or followed or whatever. I don't know the right terminology, yeah, but, yeah. you know, I clicked on and you followed me back. And so we just kind of started a dialogue. So I've really taken an interest in Kenzie watching her career. Um, our relationship is fairly new, only a month and a half or so old, but I think it's going to be fun to watch you over the years go forward. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) It'll be, it'll be really good. Um, Kenzie, how can people find you? Your website or Instagram handles or whatever. Yes. So I have Twitter is Kenzie W golf. And then my Instagram, I'm very proud of this is the price is right. 17 with a W it's a W R I G H T. And then on Facebook, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. TikTok, but it's yeah, it's I'm not very yeah. good at TikTok, but Twitter and Instagram are my main ones. So, Kenzie, <laughs> right? Boy, we, I'm rooting for you, kid. 
it's it's going to be that we got to get out of here because we're the little mouse hands on the wall told me i'm out of time but kenzie's going to stick around for after hours which is all of you know that follow this show is the unsightly part of the show i'm kidding kenzie and um <laughs> that's only for web only so kenzie thank you <laughs> and for uh till next week uh remember what we say you know go out there play a little golf and be kind Take care, everybody. Grilling at the Green is produced by JTSD Productions, LLC, in association with Salem Media Group, all rights reserved. And remember, the key to lower scores, a pencil with an eraser. See you next week.